and I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor, Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. Kia ora to you, Charlotte. Falling demand might mean lower domestic airfares. It's a possibility. Numbers that were out yesterday suggested that uh, certainly there's a softer revenue outlook for Air New Zealand uh, and passenger numbers are struggling to uh, get to pre-pandemic levels uh, and be uh, staying there. Uh, the head of research at the brokerage house Forsyth Bar, Andy Bowley, says the latest numbers highlight the deteriorating yields on short-haul flights. Long-haul demand still remains reasonably robust, and that would suggest that those connecting passengers onto domestic services from international services, the demand of which is, is still good, the default being that domestic demand outside of the international transfers is, is, is weakening. And it's, and it's not just in terms of Air New Zealand's capacity response. It's also evident in the sequential decline month on month in recent months of the yield that they're generating. Now, the yield is the, the revenue they're generating per each passenger. Um, so passenger fares are coming down sequentially month on month at the moment. Andy Bowley says that while demand may be softening, drops in uh, global oil and jet fuel prices over the past few weeks will support Air New Zealand's near-term earnings. The New Zealand King Salmon struck a deal to sell large amounts of fish into China. The company says it's reached an exclusive distribution agreement with the China Resources Food Supply Chain Company to sell at least 4,000 kilograms a month of various salmon products. Well, the Chinese distributors sold about 60,000 kilos since May. That equates to about 2.5% of King Salmon's annual volumes. The agreement gives King Salmon the right to get other sellers if China Resources fails to order a minimum 4,000 kilos a month. But it says there's plenty of potential for increased sales of more than $11 million over the life of the contract. And China Resources is connected to one of King Salmon's minority shareholders. And staying in trade, the country's annual trade deficits fallen to its lowest level this year, but it still remains deeply in the red in the face of slowing global trade. Stats NZ says the monthly uh, deficit for October dropped to $1.7 billion. That was the lowest in three months. And the annual deficit shrank to $14.8 billion. That was the uh, smallest this year. Improvement was driven by imports falling more than exports. Well, that showed through with reduced machinery and fuel imports, while the main export commodities, dairy meat and logs, were all lower as well. And the impact of the sluggish Chinese economy, New Zealand's biggest trade partner, is apparent. Exports to China were down 19% on a year ago, and the imports were 18% lower. Well, the credit bureau Centrix is stepping up collection of financial data, which will make it faster and easier for consumers to complete loan applications. It will use Investnet Yodley to deliver its digital financial services using an open bank framework, which is currently under development by Pay- Payments New Zealand. Centrix Chief Operating Officer Monica Lacey says the service will help Centrix get quick access to transaction data directly from the borrower's bank account. The partnership with Investment UID that Centrix has embarked on is really for two reasons. One, we want to be able to provide lenders with a really efficient, consistent approach to assessing responsible lending. Does the individual have the ability to pay? 
and Investnet Yodley has the capability to extract data from the banking system that we can then overlay insights with and provide back to the lenders. And that, of course, benefits consumers as well because they're able to access credit in a safer, more concise way. And then secondly, you know, as we move as a nation into an open banking sphere, the um, experience from a global perspective that Investment Yodley can bring to the table and the thought leadership is going to be really critical. So we're really excited to move forward with them. Well, New Zealand's big banks have to have to have their systems ready to offer open banking services from May, although the actual rollout will likely be later, given that there is a need for legislation to bring in the necessary data protection rules. Well, trading halt placed on healthcare and animal care company EBOS has been extended again for at least another day. Amid speculation, it's about to launch a big takeover bid. The Australian Financial Review reports EBOS is closing in on a deal to buy Australian pet care company Green Cross. Well, Green Cross had revenues of around $1.6 billion Australian dollars in the past 12 months. It's currently owned by a US private equity firm, TPG. The uh, local stock exchange says EBOS shares will remain in trading halt until an announcement is made to the uh, relating to the acquisition, uh, acquisition uh, or the open of the market tomorrow. Well, let's catch up and see how those markets are performing. I'm joined by Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners. Kia ora to you, Andrew. Kia ora, Charles. Right, uh, it's grey, misty, wet, drizzly in Wellington, and I get the feel that the stock exchange isn't much better. Yeah, it's a bit like the airport. It is um, hovering between being up slightly to being down. It's currently down five points at 11,202. What's the action, if any? Look, Auckland Airport, they're off 12.5 cents at 1.6% at $7.72.5. Chorus, up half a cent at $7.56. Contact unchanged at seven sixty nine. Fletcher Building unchanged at four dollars fifty. Fisher and Paykel Health Care unchanged at twenty two twenty three. Infratil up nine cents at ten dollars one. Main Freight's off eight cents at sixty four dollars forty two. Porter Tauranga unchanged at five dollars thirty. Ryman down five at five dollars sixty five. Spark up half cent at five dollars four and a half cents. Somerset's up four at nine dollars eighty. Uh, Australia's just open, but it looks a little bit chipper. Yeah, they're a bit better than us. Their market's up 26 points or a third of a percent. ASX 200 at 7,084 points. Look, the banks are a bit stronger. ANZ's up 8 cents at 24.33. BHP up almost 1% at $47.16. Commonwealth Bank of Australia up 30 cents at $103.47. CSL... It's up 82 cents at $258.56. NAB up 5 cents at $27.98. Rio Tinto up at $1.81 at $126.86. Telstra down one at $3.80. And Westpac up two at $21.24. Well, New Zealand dollar has been just a shade firmer in recent days given the um, bit of softness in the US dollar. Has that continued? Yes, it has. Against the US dollar, we're currently at Point six zero three nine against Australia we're point nine two zero two against Sterling we're point four eight two seven and against the euro point five five one seven, which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. The ninety day bank bills five point six four five percent, ten year bonds are four point seven seven three, 
Brent crude's a little bit stronger, trading at US dollars eighty-two dollars and three cents a barrel, and gold currently trading at US dollars nineteen hundred and seventy-nine dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Andrew Cathy from Craig's Investment Partners. Time just to tell you that AFT Pharmaceuticals has had a bit of a breakthrough into the China, Chinese market with uh, approval for its first aid antiseptic cream. Uh, it's now got official approval to sell it on the Chinese market, which the company says opens up new growth opportunities and, of course, uh, fits into its international expansion plans. And the company will report its latest earnings a little later in this week. But for now, uh, that's it.